try to catch up to God. God spoke all this stuff into existence. And I've stumbled across something that I want to place in this message. Uh, and I find it quite interesting, very interesting. So I'm going to start off with this. Have you ever undervalued something that you've owned? Undervalued. I mean, I have. Um, years ago, I got into paintball. Where are the guys I used to shoot at? Paintball. Put a couple there, yes. There, a couple of you. Some of you I wanted to hit, but I couldn't. I remember one time, uh, Dustin and I shot at the same time. He hit each other in the face. We had masks on. So that was, was great. One time you could shoot sheep. That's awesome. You need to take that up, Jason. But... To do that, I had to go buy a paint gun or a, a paintball gun, and I looked, you know, and seen what the guys had, and spent a little bit more than most of the time. For, and this is years ago; I don't even remember how long ago. Maybe I spent $150 for this gun, and then you have to have a mask. Well, when I would watch some of the guys and running and stuff, your mask would fog up, and it's useless; you can't see. So you have to go spend extra money for this other mask. And maybe they were $50, $60, $80. So you have like 230 or $40 in new stuff, most of it. So, uh, undervaluing one of the days that my sweet wife had a yard sale. <laughs> and I really didn't play anymore. Actually, I kind of got hurt playing. Had to have surgery. Remember when I preached on crutches? That was because of paintball. Um, anyway, so she was all excited because she got rid of it. For $5. <laughs> now, yard sale, $5 is big money. Our yard sale. So, undervaluating. And it was certainly, and I would just was like, oof, five bucks, and I probably spent close to 200 for all of it. So, that's what I'm talking about. And listen, I do hope, and I know that every message is vital. But I do pray that today you would do your best to give me your best eye, your best ear, and refuse to be distracted. Refuse. Because this is our Garden of Eden. I mean, it is. And if we tend and keep this, meaning you have to do stuff. You just can't blink and God does whatever you want. You have to do. You have to listen. And I don't know if we do. But this is what we do with prayer. Now, I hope I don't get that old gasp, you know, the Christian again but this is what we do with prayer it's it's part of our I don't know what it is part of our carnal nature because we just always say well all we can do it's just like that song well all can we do is sing Jesus most powerful weapons that we have and we treat them as if they're way undervalued I'll give you five bucks for that <laughs> great get it off my hands get it out of here and don't realize what it costs Totally forgetting, totally forgetting that God raises the dead. He does. I don't care if you haven't seen it. He raises the dead. He opens blind eyes still today. Removes mountains in your life. Most of the time you don't even realize it happened. He still does this stuff today. All in a split second at any given moment. God can do this. We've got to shake that, oh, we can, 
most of us, most life battles are won or lost in the mind. That's where they are. Won or lost in this mind of yours. Your mind left to itself in a split second will race out of control. You ever have that happen to you? Totally take off. For a little dumb example, myself, you get an unexpected missed call from the doctor. You're not expecting a call from the doctor. You don't want a call from the doctor. And you got a missed call from the doctor, which just about pushes you over the edge. Why'd he call? Something must be wrong. It's over. I know it's bad. My mother had it, my brother had it, I bet I got it. And then you finally get it together and you call the doctor. Hello, it's Joe. <laughs> right? I missed your call. And then they do more torture. What do they do? Put you on hold. My life's dying here. I'm going out, blood's rushing out, and they've got me on hold. Right? It's exactly what happens to our minds. They take off. And then they come back on, and I go, uh, what? Oh, jeez. Really? Ruth's going, what are they saying? What are they saying? Ruth's already going through her phone trying to find out who she can get a wheelchair off of. Because <laughs> we know we need it. We know there's some type of problem going on. I finally hang up, and Ruth goes, what? And I said, it was my blood work. It came back good. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, about the blood work thing. 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us this, casting down evil imaginations. Casting down. That doesn't mean just shove them or push them. That word casting down means to use the use of force. I will not go there. Your mind. And only you can do this. You know, we always look at the mind and the brain as the same. It's not. Your thoughts and mind control the brain. Your thoughts and mind control the brain. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen to these words. And bringing into captivity every thought the mind has. Bring him into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You will walk this. You will obey this. <clears throat> you will not do this. You will not do that. That scripture is a war scripture. That scripture is a battle, lifelong battle, as long as you're in this flesh. You know you have them. Every one of you have these battles. Listen, I just heard this said the other day, and it makes so much sense. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life. Strongest thoughts. Drugs, booze, porn, Jesus, Holy Ghost, praying. Which way are you going? Your strongest thoughts will compel you to go that way. Could be good or certainly could be bad. Depending on what's in your mind. 
depending on your thoughts. The Lord knew this. God knew this. He created us. Thoughts, mind, brain, brain waves, everything. Gave us the word of God to see it, to obey it, to dig in this garden, to keep it and tend it and listen to it and obey it and water it and grow it and prune it. He told us in Proverbs 23, 7, New King James says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, so are you. You're a victim? Yes, you are. You're victorious? Yes, you are. As you think, as you ponder, as you meditate, as you mull it over, that's what you are. That's what the Word says. That word think means to reason out, to ponder. That word heart means mind. That's what it means. So how you think forms who you become. So you have done that, however old you are. Me, 73 years have been forming. Not so good a lot of times. Now, Philippians 2, 5, the Bible tells us this. Let this mind, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now listen, here's the tending and keeping, the tools of the garden, the picks, the digs, the hoes, the shoveling. You do this. Let this mind. You do it. It's not a blink, a magic wand. You do this. You dig, you pick, you shovel, you rake, you do this. <clears throat> That's what that verse means. Let this mind means you do it. This verse tells us it's something you choose to walk in. If you don't, it won't happen. There'll be no digging, no pruning. No harvesting. It won't happen. I can do mine. You won't do yours. I can't help it. Because as you think, in your heart, prune, dig, shovel, so are you. So are you. True. James 1.22 tells us this, new living now. Listen, here is one of, if I was going to say the number one problem, but there's so many the church. God changes to one of the problems. Right? We're laying it out. We're laying out unbelievable mental and spiritual health for you this morning. But if you don't do it, remember I told you years and years and years and years ago, went to Dr. Kayla, said, take this because of your high blood pressure. Nah. He said, don't take it. You'll be dead in 10 years. Take it and you'll live. He's talking about a physical death. We're talking about a spiritual death. Listen to what James says, new living. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. You have to do this. If you refuse, you will suffer consequences. You will. You're suffering them now already. All of you. You all have a brain. You all have thoughts. You all have a mind. You all have stuff going on inside of you that we can't see. We see your cute, perfumed, cologne face, but stuff's going on in there. 
just like, bro, I didn't even tell him what's going on in my preach. Just what he was saying. It's going on, every one of you. Stuff is happening to us. Right now, even as we sit there, even as I'm sitting there and you're listening to me, you're getting thoughts and it's happening now to you. That's why the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You hear it, something happens. So James 1.22 says, but don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Otherwise, listen, come in here, never miss a service, Bible says, otherwise, you're fooling yourself. what it says. You're fooling yourself. You're going to sit here, look at me, nod your head, maybe highlight, take a bulletin, but not do it. The Lord says, you're fooling yourself. You are. We are. Understand, this is for your spiritual health this morning. You must be a doer. You must. You drive around through neighborhoods, you can see some homes are just spit, everything's perfect. That's a doer. They're out there just doing. You drive by some homes, you go, hum, hum. holy moly. Just a dumb example, but that's they're, if they're not a doer, it's not going to be done. It's not going to get done. You'll see the results. Well, that's what we're talking about in your spiritual mental cap capacity to love and serve and live for God. If it's not going to be done, it's not going to be done. As you think, as you mull it over, that's what you are, the Word of God says. That's what you'll become, even now, no matter how old you are. So it goes on in verse 23, again, New Living says, For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, forget what you looked at. I don't know. You look, eh, not too bad. Walk away and you just forget about it the rest of the day. That's what the Bible says. If you don't do what we're going to try to lay out to you, the rewards are fantastic if you would just see it. You think the Lord knew this? Well, he created you, right? So he that creates you writes a book, just like a car. You go buy a new car, you get the book in the glove box. You're the creation, God's the creator, the book's the word of God in the glove box. And you got to do it. Well, I don't want to. Well, then you're going to wreck and crash and your car's going to give up. So Philippians 4, 6, turn in your owner's manual. You see it, God says this to you. Be anxious or worry for nothing. Easy said. Yeah. But God said it. He's telling you, don't spend time worrying. But you do. And you shouldn't. It's a battle. I understand that. Horrible things going on. I understand that. But this is the word of God to you and I. Be anxious, worry for nothing, but in everything. That means in all situations. All situations. 
by prayer and supplication. Supplication means earnest, intense conviction in prayer. Not, now I lay me down to sleep, my Lord. That's what, God's not even going to rise up. What? Now you what? So this, the God is giving us an example of what we're supposed to do. Be anxious, don't worry. He knows things happen, but he says, take everything to me. Take all situations to me by prayer, earnest, intense prayer, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. In other words, speak to God about it. What's going on in your life, no matter how old you are? Listen, young folks, praying is just not for adults. Verse 7 says, then this will happen. If you do, then God says, I'll do my part. God made the garden, made it beautiful, made man, and then placed him in it and said, now keep it and tend it. This is part of it. I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you what to not to labor on and think about. I'm telling you what to pray for, everything, and then I'll do my part. And you know we don't. Verse 7 then says, And then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. That word surpasses means better than all understanding known to man. For you. The peace is better than all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. How? Through Christ Jesus. God says, you do your part, and I will protect your heart and mind. God says, I'll protect it. You do your part. God and man in the garden. This is part of it. Now remember, we were talking about undervaluing of prayer in the American church. Not overseas. Them folks go at it. When they pray, they go at it. They risk their lives to go pray. They do. Now, listen to this. There's been some impressive studies on the mind and the brain. The brain was thought to be done forming and changing after adolescence. Like you get so far and say, that's not true. It's not true. You know, they, they have high tech now. They can do brain scans. They find out that's not true. That's not. Research, they found out your brain is constantly changing and rewiring itself right now. Rewiring is going on now because you are forming thoughts. As I'm speaking, your mind's working. Forming thoughts and telling your brain. So rewiring could be taking place this very moment. It's called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. That is what they call when the brain rewires itself. Thoughts. New thoughts. Can take place in your head. That's how once you were saved, you thought this. I mean, once you were unsaved, you thought this, and then you get saved, and you're like, oh, my gosh. There's been some rewiring going on. 
inside you. It's a fact. It's a physical fact. It's always been a spiritual fact. New neuropathways are created by your mind and your thoughts every day. Now, I have just a little minute and 15-second clip just to watch, just to give a little bit of an idea. A child's experiences during the earliest years of life have a lasting impact on the architecture of the developing brain. Genes provide the basic blueprint, but experiences shape the process that determines whether a child's brain will provide a strong or weak foundation for all future learning, behavior, and health. During this important period of brain development, billions of brain cells called neurons send electrical signals to communicate with each other. These connections form circuits that become the basic foundation of brain architecture. Circuits and connections proliferate at a rapid pace and are reinforced through repeated use. Our experiences and environment dictate which circuits and connections get more use. Connections that are used more grow stronger and more permanent. Meanwhile, connections that are used less fade away through a normal process called pruning. Well-used circuits create lightning-fast pathways for neural signals to travel across regions of the brain. Simple circuits form first, providing a foundation for more complex circuits to build on later. Through this process, neurons form strong circuits and connections for emotions, motor skills, behavioral control, logic, language, and memory during the early critical period of development. With repeated use, these circuits become more efficient and connect to other areas of the brain more rapidly. While they originate in specific areas of the brain, the circuits are interconnected. You can't have one type of skill without the others to support it. Like building a house, everything is connected, and what comes first forms a foundation for all that comes later. Now, can you see it in the face or countenance of someone that starts backing away from God? You might not catch it right away, but eventually you'll go, things are changing. And so they're starting to act different and think different. I mean, do you understand you're a highway builder? Right now even, you're building a highway now. Man, when we were in L.A., the first time I saw 18-lane highways, nine going this way, nine going that way. And I was first thing I thought of when I started reading this, and I think, oh my gosh, I probably have 18 lane highways. If I'm no good, I can't do it. I'm not able to. God doesn't love me. That's highway building. And God might be going, no, don't believe me. Excuse me, I got to build highways. And you constantly let those thoughts go in your mind. Constantly. And God tells us in Philippians, don't do that. We undervalue the word of God and prayer, and we do it anyway. We do. Now listen, listen, it gets even better. All this is being discovered uh, because of the ability now to see what the brain's doing. Neuroplasticity is what that's called. Now they are now studying what's called neurotheology. The brain, the mind, the function, and God, and belief in God, and the things of God. They've decided to do that and to study it. 
Dr. Caroline Leaf makes this quote in her new book called Switch on the Brain. Now listen to this, and I have seen it. I have seen it in you. I've seen it in me. I have felt it. She says, it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week time period can change the brain so much in an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. It can be measured on a brain scan. Seeking God for 12 minutes. Focused prayer, not like, oh, oh yeah, I got to get back. Yeah, God, uh, remember, Grandma? No, focused prayer for 12 minutes, for eight weeks, can change the chemical balance of your brain. It responds to the Word of God. Your minds and your thoughts start telling your brain. And it starts waking up to the things of God and starts building new highways. No wonder God told us in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effectual fervent prayer, believing, praying, uh, believing prayer, not just, nah, 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 whatever. our Father art in heaven, hell. Getting a hold of God, focusing on it. Demanding every nerve and sensor in your body. Stop drifting. We're going to pray and seek God. Twelve minutes. How powerful is that? That they can see it. Unsaved man, doctor scans, can see a change. You can rewire your brain. Didn't God tell you, I give you a sound mind? Not a fritzed out, wire crossed, sound mind. We get our wires crossed, don't we? I often tell you, I'm not Tim Toolman. Not that at all. Years ago, years ago, our electric stove decided not to work. Not that I had no big deal, it's just an element inside. And I got my head in there, my screwdriver in there, started to never thinking about unplugging the stove. <laughs> Crossed the wires on all our members of blue. <laughs> and I just for was like <laughs> I don't know. Blue arc, I don't know what it was, but it destroyed my stove instantly because I crossed. How many times you cross wires all the time? What did the Lord say to us? You know, I wanted to do so much here, but I couldn't because you doubt me all the time. You don't believe. <laughs> there is... I understand God's sovereign and do what he wants. He can flip this church upside down, not one of us fall out of our seats. I believe. But God has said, look, here's this garden. I'm gonna, you tend it and keep it, and you walk in this, and I'll do my job. 
You do yours, I'll do mine. I'll make a covenant with you. I swear to you on my name. But we don't. How are you going to stand before Almighty God and say, I didn't have time. When even man, probably unsaved, even some of the stuff I looked in and videos I watched are unsaved people looking at this, saying 12 minutes changes the chemistry. Changes it. Changes it. The effectual, fervent prayer, focused prayer. The effectual, focused prayer of a righteous man availeth. That word availeth means, means to have power. It does. You don't believe because you've undervalued it. It means to be robust. To wield power. Are you Star Wars freaks? That's prayer. You're going to go to prayer. And you're going to wield that power of God. I come against you and you can't have my son. But we undervalue it. We either don't come, we don't show, or don't. Or we get distracted. Why do you think every time it is, if you really decide to focus on God, sit down, whatever, get ready, get your pen out, you're ready to get into it, doorbell rings, someone calls. The enemy knows. He's afraid. Oh, no, no, no. Do something. Do something. Distract him. Do something. Remind him. Tell him someone call the games on. Anything to get you away from the power of God. And you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere special. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is just focus and pray. And to me, why Wednesdays are so more important than ever, because I go there, you help me focus and pray. Because you're there. So Matthew 26, 40 says this. And he cometh unto his disciples. Remember we talked 12 minutes. Just 12 minutes. He comes to the disciples, finds them asleep. What's he saying to them? Oh, man, couldn't you guys pray 60 minutes? Five times 12? What would that do to you? How much would that help you? Five more times than 12 minutes? Could our mental illness that's mushrooming through the sky, crisis in our country, be that because the church is undervalued prayer? Could it be mushrooming through the sky because our country is so dumb they're forbidding prayer? Forbidding the very thing that could minister to all of us. Could it possibly turn around just by investing 12 minutes on focusing prayer? Instead of billions and billions and billions. <clears throat> we know that toxic and harmful thoughts or being abused emotionally can seriously harm us. Can it not? Some of you have been brought up by missing parents, abused parents, whatever you want to call them, parents. Parents is probably too nice of a word to call. But all that they did can be undone. You decide 12 minutes. 12 minutes. 
will take care of 18 years of being told I'm no good. Being told I never wanted you anyway. 12 minutes can undo that. God said, here it is. It's all set in motion for you, and I sealed it with my blood. Now do it! 12 minutes. How awesome is that? It doesn't say 33 hours. 12 minutes. Also, listen to this. You can bring it up on YouTube. So, they took these people who are believers. They asked them if they would do a little bit of a study. They injected them with a dye, like doctors do, so they could see things going through their body. And they asked the one pastor to just pray. So he started praying, Lord, I'll pray for them. Pray. And they, they see the various parts of his brain responding, lighting up. Then I about fell off my chair. But <clears throat> Then they told the pastor, pray in tongues. This is not a Christian place. It's a Christian praying. So he prays in tongues, and the lights in his brain just go, because it's the Spirit of God going around the understanding and praying to God. Do you understand that? Do you understand what you don't understand what you have in you? You don't. You'd rather fight over praying tongues. Pray in the English, Lord, please help Vaughn. Lord, please help Vaughn. And your brain starts to, the thinking part and this, whatever that is that goes and starts to, and then you shift it into praying in tongues and your brain is removed. Isn't it removed? Do you understand what you're praying when you, I don't. Your brain is removed and it says the spirit talks to the spirit. They have scans that show that. Twelve minutes can take care of all toxic and harmful thoughts, abuse, horrible dads that have messed with their daughters, can take care of it all. You start rewiring. God says, you do your part, I'll do mine. I will tell those thoughts and those minds, you'll speak to that brain, that brain will start making new highways, and the bad highways, it says, will start to prune and fall off and die. They don't need huge highways because the thoughts aren't running through them. You're starting to get rid of it. Pull down evil imaginations, God. Cast them down through prayer. It's through prayer. It's not thinking about prayer. It's through prayer. You want to casually preach while you uh, pray while you drive to Columbus? Great, great, but that's not the focus of what I'm talking about. And I know some of you on the jobs and some of your jobs you have are hard to swallow. And I know you praying inside while you're doing that work. That's great. That's great. That still doesn't take the place of focus, prayer, focus. I've been telling folks, and I don't know whether they're getting weary of me or tired of me or mad at me, but it doesn't matter. I'm saying, I don't know how you can get there on Wednesday. I know you're going through something horrible, terrible. I know it. I know it. But if you can just drag yourself there and just sit there. Just sit there. And we'll pray and worship. And you'll just start to absorb it. Sitting in the atmosphere of Almighty God. 
as people are crying out to God. We've seen it. Ruth and I have talked about it. Prayer counteracts and heals and transforms and renews the mind because this stuff affects us. Bible calls Lot righteous Lot. And he says about himself, he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Aren't you? You can't even go to work without hearing the F word. I I turned on a sports station and they say it all the time. I'm like, what? And it vexes you. Torments you. It's everywhere. It says this. Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for the righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul. And we chuckle at a little nursery song we teach our kids, right? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's probably one of the most powerful songs we have. Ruth and I have witnessed this, and we have talked about it. Even recently, we have seen some of you make the sacrifice to come. I know it's a sacrifice. I know it. Exhausting week, especially this ding-dang time of the year. You make the attempt to come Wednesday night, empty, beat up, because that's what life does to us. Worried, stressed out, exhausted. But in a matter of weeks, your voice starts to get stronger. Lots of times, first time you're there, you just, matter of weeks, just a matter of weeks, your voice starts to get stronger, your hands are starting to come up and raise, and you're starting to pray and worship God. Next thing you know, you're singing out to God, praying and giving God. What happened? You started rewiring the process. You started, I'm done. I'm stopped thinking like this. I've got to get there. And God starts pouring in the oil and the wine. Health starts coming back to you. Life starts coming back to your heart and mind and life. And your hands go up. You start praising and giving glory to God. And your brain responds because your mind and thoughts are saying, Worship Almighty. Worship the Creator. No wonder. Makes it a whole new on that scripture, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious and worry for nothing. But in everything, 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 children, school, old age, hot water tanks, health, everything, everything, loneliness, addictions, weight, everything by prayer, car, depression, relationships, marriages, everything by prayer, God says, by prayer. And it says, then the peace of God comes. Even if it's not fixed right away, the peace of God comes. God says, you do your part, I'll do mine. So you can. You can say, you know, enough. I've had enough. Because every one of us, usually every one of us, think horrible thoughts of ourselves. I'm a joke, I'm a jerk, I'm a goof. God probably doesn't want to see me or hear me anymore. Let him dine all the time. I'm a failure. And you just keep building those highways. 
and then it starts growing and it starts going faster. So it says, then the peace of God, which is better than all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. How? Through Christ. Christ said, you do yours, I'll do mine. Through Christ. And listen, he knew this all the time. You guys remember this verse? You memorize it. You could say it way better than I can. But verse 8, God says, one more thing. Finally, brethren, one more thing. Don't be anxious. Don't freak out. Every situation no matter what it is, your puppy's lost or poor Vaughn in that bed. Everything from there and between, take it to God in prayer. And he goes, and then one more thing. The Lord is going to teach you and I how to create new neuropathways. And he says this. Uh, by the way, think about these things, things that are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, and it's a battle, it's a fight, it's a war. It is, I understand that, but it works. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. You have to catch yourself sometimes. You'd be going, that's an idiot. That's stupid. But if I ever saw him doing that, he makes, oh, sorry, sorry, God, sorry. I ain't going to go there, Lord. I pray for him. Our first thing is, you can't. You can't go there. You cannot. We all have problems. Oh, I mean, some are super bad. But don't let them have free reign in your mind without you combating them. And you take your sword after them. Those thoughts, yes, it's a battle. God has given you that power and that sword to use. And he expects you to use it. What's the definition of worry that you all are guilty of, including me? It's sin. It's sin because it's distrusting the promises and the power of God. That's what it is. Well, you don't know about this. The Bible says there ain't nothing different taking you that hasn't tempted anybody else. Isn't that what the Bible says? So it's not different what's going on in your life. Because that's what the Bible says. So we sin by worrying and not trusting God. And it's a battle. You might have to fight daily sometimes. Minute by minute sometimes. Matthew said this, Jesus answered and said unto them, you're right, you do, you do do err. You do. You guys err all the time. How? Not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. You've got this blazing sword on the side, and you won't draw it. I mean, it's there, full of power. God had bollies backing it, and you won't pull it. You won't draw it. <clears throat> Romans 8, 5 says this. 
Those, new living, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. If you're dominated by the sinful nature, that's what you think. Drinking, porn, booze, soap up, I don't know, whatever you want to think. I, we fail to think of everything. We just say stuff, but whatever the sinful nature thinks, God says that's, that's what you are. But those who are controlled by the Spirit of God think about the things that please the Spirit of God. You're the one in control. You are. God has made you a free moral agent. To think right, I am not, I'm, no way am I thinking about that. Verse 6 says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So your brain responds to the way your mind thinks. And it starts creating. I should have never married you. Oh man, dumbest thing in the world to say. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, which means mind, and don't lean unto your own understanding. Lean on the things of God and not your own. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. You don't. New Living says this, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We don't. That's why God says prayer is a mighty weapon pulling down strongholds. Every one of us have strongholds. Everyone. Emplaced in there. Shouldn't have been, but they are. You help build on top of them. Maybe your parents start, but they are strongholds. So God tells us, hey, praying is spiritual. When you enter into praying, you enter into supernatural. You're calling upon Almighty God, calling on the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> no wonder God says, the weapons, they're not of this world. You understand, you have weapons not of this world right now. I, just imagine uh, um, 2022 American soldier. And they got all kinds of stuff here on their head. They can see in the dark. They got all these gun, unbelievable lasers that come out. All this stuff over there. That's you in the spirit. Every weapon needed. And you're contemplating suicide? Defeat? What? You got so much weaponry on you. Just use it. Twelve minutes. Man, how awesome of a church we'd be. Oh, my goodness. How awesome. Lies that you have believed or told yourself for years have become strongholds. Absolute strongholds. our band here somewhere. I can't find Rod at the moment. Oh, there he is. Here we go. 
then we're going to take on some strongholds right now. Remember this as they come. Remember, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. You, right now. I can't stand that person. That's the way you're moving. Your strongest thoughts. Let's stand as we get ready. We're going to attack some strongholds this morning. Lies that I have believed over the years in my life have footholds in my life. Remember how I used to tell you all the time we'd always think, you know, we get married opposite of tracks. And I always, always think dark complected. I used to have black hair, Ruthie's short and blonde hair. Although I like it, that's not. Because I'm an automatic no guy. I'm an automatic, I can't do that. An automatic, I couldn't. No way I couldn't do that. And God brought in a gas pedal in my life. Oh, oh no, yes you can. It's the truth. I would get phone calls to do funerals, have no idea who the person is. And I told you before, I'd be forming the word, and I look at Ruth and she's going, I go, yes. That's the opposite that God gave me, was the yes person in my life because I'm a no. Hill's too big. No, it's not. I can't do that. I've never done that. You can do it. I, I don't, Ruth, you can take that mountain. I believe it. You and God, you can do whatever. 53 years later of marriage. That's my opposite. That God said, you need this, buddy. Because you got some strongholds. And I do. I do. And you're lying if you say you don't. It's just part of being human nature, fallen nature. So lies that you've believed or lies that you've been told. Maybe by your parents. Maybe by your school teacher. I've been told you never amount to anything. I've been told, you might as well go to the military. So you start believing them. Then they become powerful thoughts and they direct your life. And then they become strongholds in your life. God knows all that. Then God introduced me to himself. Then I started stumbling around Scripture. Whoa, wait a minute. I can do all things through Christ? Through Christ, I can do all things? What? What? I'm a new creation? 
I've told you through the years, I would always sign my name Joe, and I wouldn't do that anymore because I didn't like that guy. I signed it Joseph. That's how it was rewiring and brain and going faster and faster and faster until I met the Lord who started rewiring. Remember every Thanksgiving, I didn't this year, but every Thanksgiving I would say to you, if I would say one thing I'm thankful for it is the washing of the water of the word. How it redoes my mind and brain. But it's a daily fight. It's daily bread. Eat it today, create your victory. Don't tomorrow. Maybe every one of us deal with fear. Fear is a creep. It's a spirit come upon you, will keep you awake, you can't sleep, you can't function. Whatever it is. Taking these things before God today, this morning, it's going to start the process of healing and repairing of your brain, of your thoughts. Did not God say, I will divide what? Between the what? Bones, marrow, and intents of the heart. Yours. Yours. The key again is you. You're going to leave today and say, man, that was good. That was really nice. And then forget all about it. Or are you going to be a doer? A doer. Doer of the word. If you can, again, can't help it. If you can. Meaning if you're able. Meaning if you're not on life support. Or if you're not working. Be there. Sit in the presence of God, and your hands will start to, rewiring will start. Because sometimes we get so overwhelmed, we can't do it on our own. That's why God says, no problem. One will chase a thousand, but if you get another brother, ten thousand. Ten thousand. It will revolutionize your life, your walk, and this church. And I'm talking about prayer. So what you're going to do now is if you so desire, and I hope you do, is they're going to sing that song, I Speak Jesus, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to speak Jesus over you. Not science. We're speaking Jesus over your mind, your thoughts. Start to rewire. We will pray for all who come forward as we sing that song. Just come, stand in the presence of God, and let's see what God does.